Welcome back to episode 17 of the Nerd Impact Podcast. So I know we mentioned uh, before in episode 16 with Kickass that today's episode was going to be on uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. However, we've decided, uh, or at least I've decided, that um, I think we're going to take some time with that one and really, really flesh it out because there's, you know, upwards of, of, well, Jojo has just been completed. So there's about eight parts of Jojo to discuss. So that's a lot of content and we want to make it the best it can be. So today, I think we would just sort of Doing something we probably should have done at the beginning when we first started the podcast is sort of give a, a sort of a background on the stuff that has influenced us sort of more generally and sort of give you know you as a viewer some idea of our journey and the more things we've been exposed to and, and how we've ended up here you know having a podcast to, to discuss the things we enjoy because I know it may be quite difficult as we tend to jump to many different topics across you know the weeks and such but that's what we were going for we want to cover a lot of different content in a lot of different formats so yeah, and I think we'll take this episode just as a bit of a, a filler or sort of a breather episode to to give you guys a bit of maybe a bit more of an understanding of where we're coming from in this regard and, and what we want from this podcast experience. So, yeah, I guess if Aiden, do you want to fire away on that front? Yeah, so obviously, you know, this podcast was an inception of yours and mine. Um, I kind of came to, God, talking about what, July, August? August, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, you know, I, you know, we, we've, as as we you know the you know me ben and you knew before i met archie you know we we have very similar tastes you know mm-hmm. some diverse some similar and you know we, we love all things pop culture um and i wanted to talk about it i wanted to shout about it um you know since the age of five probably you know maybe earlier you know i've, I've been into you know the you know the classic things you know power rangers dragon ball you know i was a 90s kid so i was very lucky i got into you know was around when a lot of those kind of popular things that are still popular or have had a resurgence are still going. Yeah. Um, and they never really left me, you know, I may have dipped in and out of them, you know, like Power Rangers, I watched up until about, I was about 13, 14, and then mm-hmm. dipped off it. And then, I'm, I'm, you know, I watch it again for nostalgia. I've got the comics they've done, the spin-offs. Um, Pokemon, you know, the anime came out, I played Red and Blue, and I've, you know, I've gone all the way up until they came out on the Switch, and then I may go back onto them. So yeah, I mean, there's two or three examples, but um, you know, and as we get along, um, you know, as as we do, as we grow, you know, we find new things. You know, I got into reading when I was in my you know mid teens, and music, as you know, we we'll be discussing in our next episode, young guns. Music is a huge part of my life, uh, probably one mm-hmm. of the biggest part. Um, games. So yeah, we'll touch on it all of you know as we go, but um, yeah, I you know never been without something pop culture wise in my life there's always two or three huge things that i'm kind of obsessed with at the time and it never fails to disappear really that's fantastic i mean i we've also got i should have mentioned at the beginning we've got both ben and archie here recurring guests but i mean ben do you want to follow up on that so, you know how what's your sort of journey i suppose well i mean being the younger brother i was obviously very heavily influenced by what's going on with aiden and my dad um everything from music to film to TV and things was a, a shared experience that we'd sort of bond over. Um, I mean, me and dad used to play World of Warcraft in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had an original level 60 Hunter back in the day when it was first. Uh, oh, first Alliance or Horde? Uh, I was Alliance. Night, um, Night, Night of Hunter. Hunter. Yes. The absolute <laughs> classic. That it, what, was, what was the character's name again? What was it? Uh, was it Neb, <laughs> was it Nebsel? Was it Nebsel? Oh, that was later. Oh, that was later, right. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then like I said I've, I've kept on it with Pokemon and things over the years. I've had every single game, played every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, then as I grew up, got into high school, sort of finding my own groove. Um, got a lot more into anime, only shonens, and uh, now more relevant now is more like the isekais and things I'm really into. Mm-hmm. And I'll give everything a go. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've been heavily influenced a lot, but I've definitely found my own stride as I've grew up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess sort of the vibe I get is that Aiden was a bit of a tastemaker for your early years. But as you sort oh, of... Oh, well, too. I was planning to on everything. <laughs> but, but sort of as you progressed, as you mentioned, and in, in, as you went into high school, you tended to, well, you not tended to, but you did sort of find new areas to explore and, and new things to sort of enjoy. I know I know, Aiden perhaps isn't necessarily a massive sort of consumer of anime, but I know you, uh, you yourself have uh, consumed a lot of anime and manga, a lot, probably <laughs> probably more than I have, to be quite, to be quite frank. And uh, that's saying something, but... Uh, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I mean, Archie, do you as uh, you know an eldest sibling, how how do you sort of resonate with that uh, you know interaction? I guess. So my my story is different. Like I've said, I'm the oldest, and so my tastes were entirely my own, mm-hmm. um, and they obviously affected those my younger brothers. Though they didn't really stay up, they didn't stay much later because they they weren't really pop culture people. Like Mungo, you know, he's an Arabist. He cares about modern affairs in the Middle East, and Fergus is sporty mm-hmm. and hip and cool you know that that's his thing but like i think mine might have come from my dad to some extent like he introduced me to things like star wars and lord of the rings and all that um and then i got obsessed with them and that developed into a more wide interest in fantasy and science fiction um but as uh, as it's often the case with you know quite strict families at least you know religiously and sort of morally i um I was restricted when it came to accessing things. I mean, they were aware that I was quite I had quite an addictive personality. So if they gave me, for example, a, a handheld gaming console like a Nintendo or whatever, I would just be completely lost in it. So I never got to play Pokemon. Never. Um growing up in growing up in Greece also meant that access to sort of TV of that kind was rare. Like, you know, like Spider-Man and Batman and all that stuff. If I ever saw it, it was early morning Greek TV in Greek. And I could speak Greek, but it just it didn't have the kind of the appeal like at all it was just lost to me so there was never that there but then as i got older um world of warcraft has introduced me through friends at school uh, i played that for a bit runescape transformers Reven- is it full of cybertron of revenge of Cybertron? i can't remember what it was, War called. Of that cybertron? was- War of cybertron the one that had the one that had um cod like multiplayer which was sick yeah where you could like fly around that was amazing um but then when, when i did get access to the computer when i could use the internet freely without any sort of restrictions uh, where I just like sit in the corner of the sitting room on a laptop with one screen on um, one tab on RuneScape on the other tab on various online sites. Then I just went mad and I discovered tons of things from books to films, TV shows. Like I remember I finding Game of Thrones um, before it became a thing and uh, watching that in the school IT room, watching violent fight scenes and sex scenes in the school IT room. That was amazing. That was dodgy, but what it was funny, that was I think that was when season one had just come out. I'd read the first right. book. Um, but um, I remember this is actually quite funny. Um, I was in, I think it's this place, this place called Belia, which for those of you who know your Greek um, history, ancient history and mythology, it's where the centaurs are from. Mm. Um, and I, I'd run, I didn't have any books, so we drove down to the local city Volos and went to this shop called Fnac, which I think is a German sort of tech shop equivalent of HMV, if that even exists anymore. Um, and I went up and I saw this book called Game of Thrones, 
and I'd never heard of it before, and it was fantasy, and I like the look of the maps. So I take it to my dad, and his first thing he says is, Archie, is that a game-related book? <laughs> um, and uh, it wasn't, and I read it in three days, uh, and it was amazing. And then I didn't... like that. Was, I think that actually might... Like, I'd seen Lord of the Rings and love Lord of the Rings, but I didn't really dive into proper high fantasy until I properly read Game of Thrones, because when I finished Game of Thrones, or what was available... With Game of Thrones, I realized, holy shit, I really like these long form, massively mm. long series. And I just remember typing in Google, very, very long fantasy series. And uh, I found The Wheel of Time and Malazan and stuff like that, which Nathaniel liked more than I did, um, despite the fact that I suggested them to him. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm uh, a huge fan of The Wheel of Time and an yeah. enormous fan of perhaps the finest epic fantasy that has ever graced the pages of any book ever. The Malazan Book of the Fallen. And if you ever need to read any semblance of anything related to modern fantasy, read the Malazan Book of the Fallen and don't look back. That's my my plug done, if you want to continue, Archie. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like, when I went, when I came to the UK um, for boarding school, where I'm in math, um, where I had my own laptop, and um, wasn't restricted as much, where I could just do what I wanted, basically, outside of school um, hours, I just went kind of nuts you know, like torrenting so many games, suddenly have the freedom to play everything I could find, you know, read everything I could find, watch everything I could find, and taste develop from there. Like, I remember when I was younger, horror was something I was genuinely scared of. I was scared of The Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter's second film and book. I was terrified of that. And then I, I found Amnesia the Dark Descent. And through Amnesia the Dark Descent, I discovered H.P. Lovecraft. And I was just like, holy fuck, this is the best thing I've ever read. And now I just love horror. I just, I really, really love horror. And that's mm. like one of the sort of the, the prime, like mainstays in my own tastes, along with things that escaping from that, like dark fantasy and occult fantasy and, you know, sci-fi fantasy. It's called science fantasy. Sort of like, I don't know if you guys know, but the dying earth subgenre, which I've started diving into things like the book of the new sun by Gene Wolfe. Anyone know that? Well, what is, uh, what is the, the dying earth? Uh, sort of uh, oh yeah, so um, it's like a it's like an apocalyptic, um, post-apocalyptic genre, but instead of right. taking place in any sort of recognizable world, it traditionally takes place in um, a version of Earth hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years in the future. Oh. So it's on. It's like a post-apocalyptic setting, but millions of years past what we would recognize. Well, would you say um, like the, the the children of uh, what is it? Children of time. Um, am I correct in that? Would that children would that of time. Similar, children similar of time. Not really. Maybe at the beginning, but it's the the, the dying right. stuff takes place. It, you oh, oh, that's the thing. The, the age of strife in Warhammer 40k is dying Earth. Ah, okay, that, yeah, that makes yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. sense. Yeah, yes. so like it's after very very serious like galactic expansion, and then the reduction of that back into sort of like dark ages and medieval fantasy in the ruins of the old high tech society. That's dying Earth. Okay, that's that's a cool yeah, concept, yeah. really. It is a cool concept. I've just got um this book um Mordu, which is this really weird very very weird um fantasy setting set in a post well it's hinted at being a post-apocalyptic earth where god was brought down by an occult cabal of people and his corpse is underneath the city of Mordu, and it's his, his his flesh sort of leaks up and is the living mud and this mud spawns strange things which the people collect and sell is sort of like amalgamations of flesh and stuff is that not but, literally quite literally the crippled god from the malazan book of the fallen i never finished the malazan book of the fallen uh, yeah yeah well, for, I, I, I shouldn't. That, for, yeah, for, for, for viewers, for viewers, you haven't read it. Please, you go read it. But that is not a spoiler. That's not a significant spoiler. It will not ruin your experience. But that is extremely similar to the uh, to the the, the, the crippled god. 
but anyway, that's a massive tangent um, into a subgenre of science fiction. Um, back to the idea of developing tastes. Um, I don't know. It's just like when you overconsume things, when you because like like media and books, films, games, whatever, were a sort of escape from depression. Mm. And when you consume so much, your tastes become very, very, very specific and select. At least in my experience. Yeah, so you know, like like the various types of indie games that I play now that no one plays. Like I don't know if anyone here has heard of Pathologic, except in Math, which I've probably talked about with him. No, nope, I've seen know. all the Mandalore videos on it, but I'd never play it no, myself. No, of course, yeah, you've seen the Mandalore review. Um, yeah. Like, like I'm not saying that these games are like bad necessarily. They're just really, really, really specific and kind of tie into like again. This comes off as kind of pretentious, but I feel kind of tired of the main stuff because of just how much of it i've consumed like that's just the way i've developed as a person you know so, so like, you're, you're, like... you're obsessive over compulsion over sorry over over consumption of perhaps yeah. more more general content has led you to 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 aggressively pursue more sort of fringe interests is, am i yeah. correct in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like that's yeah. not necessarily the case of everything though no no like, i'm not yeah i'm not <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah my, my yeah. Mute, for example my music tastes are very very normy mm. You know, like I don't know, I I couldn't name you indie bands. Like Nath can testify to the fact that half the musicians brought up in our own personal group chat I've never even heard of. You know, so well, like I'm just yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but like with books and films and games, I yeah, I I, I scour looking for things that will interest me, and um, yeah, that's that's where I am now specifically. Like Aiden and um, I think Ben, I think Aiden said that you had one of his books, the Thomas Legotti, for example. The one that gave you a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. His like that was um that that he's niche as hell. Mm. Like mm. he uh he's he's a um I think I'm I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast or not, but um he's very he's a recluse, he's a he's a pessimist, he's agoraphobic, he doesn't like going out, he writes, he barely writes. Oh um, yeah, you, I said it was you. Ah <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh like his his stuff is entirely unique. You know, like it's it, like no one like I until, like until I went to you know, until I started writing my dissertation on him, I didn't I didn't know a single person who'd heard of him. Like my dissertation supervisor, who specializes who specialized in modern gothic, which is what Thomas Legotti falls into, had only read one of his books. So like that gives you an idea if a professor specializing in the genre has barely even heard of this guy, then you can tell how niche he is. And I'm not I'm not saying that in any sort of brag or anything. Just to be clear, it's just like that's where I've sort of. It feels like an endpoint to the amount I've consumed, you know. But in a yeah. way, it's it's not bragging because you're sharing it like you've shared it on the episode. You've shared it with me, like, and, and you know, I'll I will share this on to other people. Um, I'm I'm really loving the book, you know, the one. Yeah. So, again, it's just you know, I, I'm quite similar to you. You know, if I find a fascination with something, I will try and find every bit of lore, every bit of consumption, things that yeah. relate to it, just to try and get that next fixed on it, really. Yeah, so I fully understand that. There is a problem with this, though, um, which I've started to notice more and more and more, um, specifically with enjoying niche genres, is that eventually you run out. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I specifically, I'm just looking like I have my Steam library open in front of me right here, and I'm looking at a game called Grim Dawn, uh, which falls into the sort of Diablo-like genre. I know Nas played Diablo, but I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. where you like you run around, you kill monsters, you get loot, you level up. It's like an MMO, but like really, really, really kind of shortened. You level up really fast, you get loot really fast, you make a build really fast. I believe it's an nice. ARPG, is that not correct? Yeah, yeah, they're called yeah. action RPGs, but they're they're very specific specific types of ARPGs because you have ARPGs like um 
like Dark Souls. Like that's not like Diablo. You know, no, and, definitely not. <laughs> and I and I uh, I went for a period in like the last few months of just playing games like Grim Dawn obsessively, and I, I reached the point where I played all of them. There was just there weren't any left, and it just it kind of sucks. <laughs> You know, because I was I was so in the mood for that, and there just wasn't any left. Like I played all of them. So, yeah, I'm been on a tangent, to be honest. I mean, it's yeah. not just such, but you know, um, the last year or so, I've been very much into like horror survival horror games. I know obviously mm -hmm. Resident Evil are quite high profile, but yeah. I've kind of gone through all of them, and then I started looking at you know other games. That, you know, I landed on Outlast. I looked at, mm -hmm. I think it's like, maybe Life is Strange. Can't remember. And then I just Life kind is of Strange isn't a horror game. Not Life is Strange, it's a different one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it, so no. I don't remember it. But, um, yeah, yeah so I, I just kind of went through it, and that was like my, if you went on like my trophy or achievement list, it would be just like mm. 20 survival horror games, and, and yeah. now I'm trying to find anything that captures that, so probably about time to move away from it. I noticed, in fact, over the last few years, um, when I was younger, when when you know things were... I think this is probably just a na the nature of growing up and becoming more interested in very specific things. It used to be the case that, like at school, for example, I was interested in a wide selection of things, book-wise, game-wise, film-wise. But now I've gotten older, there are things I fixate on. For mm -hmm. example, with Thomas Ligotti and horror, certain types of games, you know, like you become obsessed with them. They're, they're, they're the thing that gel with you the most. Yeah, um, I'm, like, I'm on board with that. Anyone else? Yeah. That, that's my, I'm the same with books. It's yeah. always any horror or, you know, like quite high-end thriller um music you know i can be diverse but i'm you know i've got a particular name like pop punk is my kind of go-to um tv again I, I, I tend to lean towards things that i know and have a similar vibe um anyone else yeah i mean um i just guess my i wouldn't say i'm going to the niche and things i go quite to the mainstream i guess i'm just trying to get into a lot of these shonen shows yeah um, I'm so far behind when they first came out, I'm catching up. Yeah, exploring all the 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 hidden law behind it, all the theories, and I get really into it and sort of trying to come up with my own concepts of what I imagine could be happening next. I mean, the rabbit hole I've gone down for One Piece theory at the moment is ridiculous. That's always great though when you discover something like that, something very long running, very late, because you have such a backlog. Mm. Oh yeah, you know that backlog experience is great. Like for example, my most recent backlog would be the malazan book of the fallen um because i didn't probably which you still haven't book, finished which i'm not yeah. probably not going to finish um, which is a, which is a disgrace an absolute disgrace are you not uh, sorry you're not a completist not really my, my, my i don't know if i should bring this up um now or in a malazan podcast but my issue with it um like this isn't an issue i'm not going to bring in the specifics of why i don't like the books my issue with it more is this is how right wide reaching it is and unlike nath i don't quite have the the memory for remembering everything like that like i remember specific things but not like everything so for example if i don't stick to it then if i return to it later i'll have forgotten everything yeah um, your, your own personal failings are somehow the responsibility of the author to correct so how is that no, how is no, that no, a fair no, reflection no. of the, uh, no, 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 the malazan book of the fall because the malazan book of the fall is perhaps in fact I, perfection I, if you actually yeah, had the capacity to deal with it can I just please finish, Nathaniel? Um, I'm not blaming. This is my own subjective take. This has nothing to do with the quality of the way the book is written. Please, okay. So, in other mm. words, if I like, if I do return to the series, it will require me reading all of them again. And I, at the moment, I'm not doing that. That was pretty much the first year of lockdown was reading just those books. And no, like in no, <laughs> no, 
that's 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 disappointing man i I started reading them uh and got up to the ninth book in 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 two weeks so i don't think you're trying hard enough is all i have to say that's because you're fucking obsessed yes yes i am um well i haven't actually asked where it all started for you so obviously yeah nath it's your turn well i mean yes as, as it should be quite patently obvious i absolutely adore miles and book of the fallen but that's besides the point um is that yeah yeah for, for me I, I i you know i'm aiden and ben's cousin so a lot of the things i enjoyed when i was young came from my exposure to you know all the stuff aiden enjoyed as well because i go over to to the house to see ben and aiden and uh, the music aiden was listening to all the games they're playing i would be you know a lot of the time i'd be part of that and so you know a lot of that came from that and uh, i mean i had an older sister so she <laughs> never really influenced my taste and my dad wasn't particularly uh well i wouldn't i would say like he's, he's not particularly interested in, in the things i'm interested in i guess this is the best way of putting it so I, I i was pretty much like the same as you actually sort of left to the wolves to sort of find what i said well, left to the wolves it sounds a bit harsh but sort of mm. given free reign to, to develop and you know the things i enjoy the interests i have because i wasn't there was an there's an, an absence of influence i suppose is that you know, when when there's an open space there that you know someone's saying, "Well, try this," or, or you know, maybe you'll like this. In the absence of that, you sort of have to go and search for these things. So, I think, yeah, I mean, like I, the first proper book I read by myself was was The Hobbit. I was encouraged by my my year four teacher in Australia, uh, Mr. Griffin, absolute champion. Um, he encouraged me to to read The Hobbit, and I, I wasn't a big reader before that. And you know, reading reading The Hobbit and opening myself up to the to the world that J.R.R. Tolkien has, you know or did uh, tirelessly create was was an enormously you know life-changing experience for me it opened the world up you know the whole world of reading and, and i did take you know I, I from there i went to the harry potter series that I, I i started with the half-blood prince and then sort of worked my way back whoa whoa whoa, whoa. really <laughs> yeah yeah because it was the harry potter book i read was a half-blood prince as well yeah because it was the only one in in the year four classroom it was the only one on the shelf when i went after i'd finished reading the hobbit i went to look for another book to read and that was yeah. the one there and so i had absolutely no idea i mean i'd seen the films you know at that point but... in the middle of it all yeah no i mean the half-blood prince is notoriously uh convoluted we, as well in terms uh, of yeah yeah we, we, once, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it's my least in, enjoyable half-blood prince it, it, you it, don't it, like it well no, I, I don't dislike it but it's, it's the weakest of the bunch i'd say i, I think it's my favorite actually in terms okay. of the novel, I think it's it, a vast majority of it is, is flashbacks, as far as I remember, going through sort of uh, Voldemort's memories and that. But mm. yeah, it was it was very complicated. But yeah, and and so I, I sort of you know went went into to reading a lot of books in that regard. Uh, and then when I first got my when I got my first Kindle, so the original Amazon Kindle, the the the, the non backlit ones, yeah, my reading went absolutely haywire, absolutely yeah. haywire. It. It was it was like you know shot of nitrous to the system. I read um, at the same similar to Archie. I read the whole Girl the Dragon Tattoo series quite early on. You know, well, that's one of the first series I read. I read all of Game of Thrones. Read all of the Keyblade novels. I read uh, all <laughs> all of the Wheel of Time. All fourteen books of the Wheel of Time, which is currently being adapted by Amazon and apparently not in in a good light. Which is a shame because. Uh, I mean, I've spoken to Archie at many lengths about how I felt Brandon Sanderson or Brando Sando, as he likes to be known, no fucking ruined the ending of Robert Jordan's masterpiece. I mean, he has his weak points. It's very long. But if you want something, you know, I was at the age where I just wanted something to consume. And, and the Wheel of Time was this 
interesting, cool story. And, you know, it has fantastic themes in it. But I was a child, pretty much. Like, I was 11, 11, 12, 13. No, so you all weren't, of that... bro. No, you weren't, dude. You were like 13 or 14. Yeah. You, at all. you did not recommend me The Wheel of Time. I had read them before I ever got to Merkiston, dude. I read all of them before I ever got to Merkison. You recommended me Why? the Malazan Book of the Fallen. Dude, I swear I recommended you. You did not. I'd, I'd, I'd read all of them before I ever left Australia. So. Oh, shit. Fair enough. Yeah, all 14 of them. Because um, I, I remember I used to hang off the edge of my bed and like give myself like rush of blood to the, <laughs> rush of blood to the head to quote Coldplay. But um, yeah, I, I used to read like that. And in terms of music, I suppose, uh, yeah, I was, I've been very sort of left in the dark with that regard. Like... You know, my, my dad's a big fan of sort of Oasis, oh, not Oasis, uh, Ge Genesis, sorry. Um, and um, <clears throat> a lot of the old sort of Brit rock stuff. So, yeah, and, and my mom's a big George Michael fan, as if you refer back to our <laughs> World of Warcraft episode. I haven't quite done it justice in that regard, but... <laughs> <laughs> but Michael yes, I'm 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 a, I'm a huge fan of George Michael as well, and he's he's fantastic, and he you know he's an absolute talent lost too soon. But um, and I'm most certainly a mourner of his. But uh, that's beside the point. Is that uh, yeah, I, over the last couple of years, so I guess since like 2017, I've taken uh, you know I've done a lot of work to try and broaden the things I enjoy, the music I listen to, the the, the media I consume, the books I read. I mean, you know, being a law student means that reading was the furthest thing from my mind when, when I'd get home, you know, I wouldn't want to read. I wouldn't want to, you know, sit down and read a book. So it's, it, you know, it, it wasn't until last summer where I reread the whole Miles and Book of the Fallen that I felt my sort of interest in reading was somewhat resurrected, but that's because the Miles and Book of the Fallen is an absolute masterpiece and you should definitely read it. And uh, I can't wait to talk about it all. But anyway, yeah, that, that's sort of my, my overall, uh, I guess, journey, I suppose. I don't know if you guys have any, any, anything you want to mention in terms of, you know, think, what was the turning point for you guys? Yeah. Can I, just, can I quickly mention, uh, I just realized that the the Margaret Thatcher thing's in the frame, and uh, I don't support Margaret Thatcher. I, I didn't want that there. That's Ding dong, the there. witch is dead. Yeah, yeah, just to be clear. I'm, I'm not a Thatcher supporter. I just, yeah. Anyway, carry on. No, that's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, turning points. That's, it'd be high school for me, if I'm honest. Um, you know, like I said, mm -hmm. I stuck to what I like from you know as a kid um musically you know I was very influenced by my dad and you know then you always had the charts mm. um you know I used to buy the the now cds um just to kind of have a bit of different music I mean then it's when I kind of fell into high school you know when you meet different crowds of people and you're kind of falling into your own kind of category um I, I I moved into you know the the rock court kind of thing. I you know I hung out with the skater groups um from you know year eight onwards. Um, Guitar Hero came out you know not long after that, so it was, it was even more like of a, a a gate opening to a wider selection. You know and you know um I I, I you know I knew the generic sort of bands, but uh, even though it was by hanging out with my friends by listening to these albums that we like look like listening to guitar hero and obviously with the very early inception of spotify uh, mm. which I, I had I, you know you, you could go down the rabbit hole as we've said as you know when you become obsessed with something can and i definitely did um you know i i took on some of the roots that my dad gave me you know with like the grunge and the uh, alt rock sort of stuff and and then kind of moved myself into metal and you know i became a metallica fan when i was um in high school not so much now but again it was a gateway band uh Foo Fighters I kind of fell into um I loved Rage Against the Machine um 
what are you pulling the face for? No, I was just remembering how much I love the Foo Fighters. Yeah, they've gone off the wagon. No, they're, 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 they're absolute trash now. Like, but they're lately yeah. the latest albums. Wasted, wasted while it was their peak. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean, and then Deftones obviously I kind of found just before I went to college, and then college, you know, I, I met my best mate of now who you know had that taste in music, but also because of you know the people he hung out with had a very R&B and you know grime influence, and I kind of fell into that a bit as well. So music, yeah, that was a huge turning point for me in school, and I think movies as well. Um, my best mate from school, Adam was a huge film buff like me and we kind of um bonded over our love of the uh, nightmare on elm street series you know again watching that as a you know early teenager pre-teen and all that you know it was not many people had and we absolutely loved it loved the fr- concept of freddie i mean i've got his glove on my arms so, you know mm. again massive impact and um, and we used to go to the cinema like all the time o- over summer holidays and stuff and um, our, our biggest franchise for us was terminator we absolutely adored it you know by high school, Salvation was the the, the the big release at the time, and you know we were we were stoked for it, so excited. I mean, yeah, and I think from there, movies became a really big part of my life because of Adam. Um, mm. you know, we collected DVDs, and as they evolved to Blu-rays, I mean, that as you've seen, nothing the most of them are loft in the loft now. But I've I've got a, probably coming close to a thousand at one point, but I sold a lot. Um. And then you can't see them, but so the, these ones here are like special editions that were imported from Korea. I had a phase where I got like the steel books that were like imports, so like one of a thousand or whatever. So yeah, I, I became really obsessed with, with like these really popular films, or not, or not more even popular. Like you know, I'm trying to think of an example, they're all pretty popular, but it was it was to have that special. I'm a huge fan of that look at the proof sort of thing, and, and yeah. Uh, I think that's funny because, like, my experience of collecting films was just going to the pirate bay, yeah, and downloading them illegally. Because back in Greece, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, I don't pay you in school. I was, I was very much like, no, you should support your local industry. Now I'm just like, just <laughs> on Netflix. Like, I don't care. Or I'll stream stuff if I have to. Allegedly, this is in in Greece. Um, there was this general sense that they just didn't care. You know, like you could go buy cigarettes at the age of eight from a kiosk and go and buy 18 plus games anywhere. I remember walking back from school with a friend buying beers at the age of 11 and just drinking them as we walked. And so like, you know, like if I could just download something illegally, then I was going to do that. You know, like it was just, no one ever stopped me. And yeah. I don't, again, I'm not saying you should break the law and rip people, rip these companies off and putting in huge amounts of effort. But when you're that age and you're not given kind of money, yeah. you don't have any money to spend and you really want to play these things and your parents are just going to say no when you ask. You're you're gonna do it if you know how yeah. to do it. You're gonna do it. Yeah. You know, like when I did. And Without it, movies, we I used to sneak in. I mean, I remember one of the first ones that I was dying to see in cinema that I couldn't was wanted. You know, the uh, 2009 one. So, so good. You know, was that the one of the the turning the bullet yeah, things? Yeah, James yeah, that was a great movie. Great movie. Yeah, we'll cover yeah. it hopefully. But um, yeah, I snuck into that. You know, if, uh, the adrenaline rush of having to go into an 18 film when I was clearly like 13. Um, <laughs> how do you manage that in the uk you buy a ticket you shouldn't be doing this but the trick is you buy a ticket for one film that you're aged for, oh of course yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, then yeah. it clamped down on it for a while because there was a lot of kids doing that you know you had yeah. at that time you had a lot of 18 rated films that were kind of accessible to kids like watchman came out and that was yeah. an 18 mm. and obviously mm-hmm. comic book film so you you know they clamped down on it for a while but yeah um so i Fun memories of doing that, actually. 
<laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, there was. Allegedly, sorry, yeah, <laughs> we are amateur human beings. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's an interesting one. Yes, I mean, my my core sense of music definitely came from you. Um, far more of the rock genre for me personally, uh, especially when I was at high school, because all my mates were like. They're the chappy kids, I guess. <laughs> they listen to like they're big on Drake, Bob, all the like Little Wayne sort of stuff, and I, I could vibe to it. It was alright. Yeah. It wasn't my sense of music, but uh, I did have a mate called Harry who was. Uh, we we got really close in music class, and um, I, for whatever reason, just decided to start playing bass guitar. Nice guitar. So I sort of forced him to take GCSE music with me. <laughs> yeah there was a drummer there so we sort of formed a band nice uh i think my music taste got a bit heavier at that stage yeah in uh one of my um assignment submissions was uh seek and destroy um we did for whom the bells toll uh we did a five finger death punch song which was solid but can i quickly interrupt for whom the bells toll who sing who does that it's metallica, metallica. Uh, it's just because the only reason I know for whom the bells toll is because it's an Ernest Hemingway book. I yeah. imagine probably some influence was there. Yeah, it was because yeah. all of Cthulhu, HP Lovecraft, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Metallica, Metallica is known for taking names from things. Like, it's not a surprise, I'm just saying, but yeah. um, that for whom the bell tolls is an Ernest Hemingway novel name book thing. Yeah. It's worth reading. It's about the war. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, I mean, I kept very much heavy at that stage in music class. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, like I said, high school, I think you sort of triggered it, Naf. You oh. showed me um, an episode of SAO. Uh, <laughs> when he's fighting the boss by himself and he first uses Jill World. Oh. Exploring some animes. Uh, and I know we spoke about Bleach, and that's mm-hmm. like the same series i really got into hence i've got a hollow mask on my arm yeah um, and that's all just segued nicely into a lot of the shonen shows that obviously a gateway i mean a gateway from dragon ball z um to these sort of uh, early shonens is so easy and and that's sort of where all my influence came from yeah. that's what i was looking for a new show that was a couple hundred episodes that i could just immerse myself in a nice big uh, sort of developed world where you can explore things that not necessarily along the main plot. I like that. Yeah, I don't like to be on the fixed line. I like your side characters. Of course. And uh, so, yeah, I'd like to get into those sort of big, long shows where I can sort of immerse myself. I mean, it probably comes a lot from being into World of Warcraft as a young lad, and yeah. just hours and hours and hours exploring Azeroth. Just, mm. I mean, I think I've got the. Uh, in the early days of WoW achievements, like explore every single part of the map. Ah, right. the explorer tile. Before you have to Oh, grim. Disgusting. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like some of my earliest memories of um WoW were just like a friend of mine was over in Athens and he just sat down next to me because he had RuneScape, he didn't have WoW, and we just like I made a member, I made a gnome. And we just walked. Like we didn't play the game properly. We just walked and walked and walked. Like from the wherever I think it's what's I don't remember the, the, the area where the gnomes start. It's the same as the dwarves. But I just remember we walked all the way from there, which I think is in the middle of whatever continent it's in, all the way down to the south. 
I was just Dun- Dunmora in the Eastern Kingdoms. Yeah, 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 exactly. All the way to the south of the Eastern Kingdoms. I think it's down where I might be wrong, but it looks a bit like where the um the black the what's it called again? The something Bay. Uh, Booty Bay. Yeah, like all the way down to Booty Bay. We somehow ended up in Booty Bay. Just this sense of like wow, as this actual world. You know, like an actual place that just felt massive and felt lived. And this was back during mm. Lich King. And then when I ended up playing WoW properly um, years later during Pandaria, because you because you could fly, because I actually knew how to play games at that point and wasn't an absolute idiot, the world suddenly felt a lot smaller. And yeah, um, like I still liked WoW, but the world didn't quite feel as much like a world as it used to. Yeah, and I maybe think that's, when, yeah. Once you've leveled like six or seven characters up to max the world does seem very small because you're just hitting the same places over and over again no no this was on my first character it's it's more of the sense of like when i was playing it back when i was younger i had no idea what i was doing i remember t- calling a friend who'd been playing well for years and just saying yo i've got really high stamina like i really like how much health i have that's all that mattered to me like it, i didn't know how to play the game properly i didn't know how to kind of i was playing a night elf hunter and all that mattered to me was health even though that doesn't make any sense I'm not a tank so like it, it was just the sense of like being this single lonely idiot of a player wandering around this place that just felt entirely alien. But then years later, I'm playing this human rogue called Brosilis and um, Brosilis, uh, <laughs> and knowing how to pl- having played tons of RPGs at that point, well, tons like a few. Yeah, it just it, it made more sense like how to play the game. I knew what mattered how to build a character properly how to explore, how to do things optimally. And it stopped feeling like a world to me. Like this is the second character I'd ever played WoW on. And it, yeah. But it, I think you're right in that. It's that, it's that pers- once you crack the code of a game, yeah, it very much loses that veneer of uh, intrigue, right? Because the curiosity yeah. is solved, right? Like it loses yeah. that, that draw. Which is a shame, um, but that's just what happens. You know, like yeah. the first time is always going to be the best. And yeah, you know, it's a shame. So, I, I don't know did, what 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 would have been your sort of turning point then, Archie. Mine. It, yeah. Sort of in in your development of taste, was it was it getting um, your own laptop I, and uh, yeah, freedom of school, coming yeah. to America and having my own laptop, not being at home the whole time because I like mm. I wasn't allowed to watch anything. Like the cinema was usually only with parents and um or with friends whose parents were there. Who my parents would say you can't take them to see this. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like. Like when I got my own Xbox, I suddenly had some violent stuff, but overall the violence in those games like Bioshock and stuff, the themes weren't actually that dark. There was mm-hmm. gore and stuff, but it wasn't really that dark, and especially in comparison to the books I'd read at that point. Yeah. But then when when I got access to my own laptop, suddenly I, I could find whatever I wanted. You know, like I remember when I first like that first year at Mexton, I had I finally discovered Spotify and I'm using the same playlist literally right now as I was then. It's the one long running playlist that's been going for almost nine years now. You know, like it's from like nine years ago is when I suddenly had the freedom to find what I wanted, like HP Lovecraft. You know, that that same period is when I found HP Lovecraft and pretty much launched my current interests. Yeah. So, and I mean, you guys mentioned music. Music has never really been something that I obsess over or really, really enjoy. Like I like listening to music a lot, but not in the same way that I like reading or playing games or whatever. Like I don't, consume it as an art form more just as pure entertainment if that makes yeah. sense you know like as opposed to books and games and film where i see them as art you know i'm not yeah. saying music is an art it's just it's not for me you know yeah i agree i mean i think also it depends on what you're emotionally attached to so 
yeah. you know, music for me and Ben, for example, were definitely the things we emotionally attached to. Um, less so games and films, but I, you know, I, Ben doesn't read as much as I do, but I, you know, I've definitely become more attached to books and will, you know, invest in that world and try and lose myself in that. So I totally get that. Um, I mean, to kind of, I suppose, start looking at wrapping up. Um, where, you know, for you guys, where where are your tastes now? And you know, has anything from the beginning of what kind of spawned it is that still with you? Where you know, where 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 do we stand really? So you know, fans kind of know where we started, where we're at currently. Um, again, the uh, the sort of back to Legotti and Lovecraft. I like Lovecraft a lot, but. Legotti is like a natural extension to that. Yeah. Like I, I can't really read Lovecraft anymore. Um, like I can read Legotti. It's just once you find something that sort of supersedes it, it stops having its effect. Well, Lovecraft wasn't a good entry point, mm. but no longer sticks to me as much as he used to. Like I, I will always appreciate mm. him for the fact that his the, his act is a gateway. And I mean he does have some great stories in there. He just this is a topic for another discussion, but he's not a great writer, he just has a great imagination. Um yeah. But that, that his imagination is what captured me and is what has sort of led me to where I am now and um, what I like now, basically. And most of the stuff I like now is distinctly influenced by Lovecraft. You know, mm. like Lovecraft is everywhere. Like if you, you might not even realize it, but he's he's influenced literally anything from science fiction, fantasy, horror, yeah, um, everything. Writers, musicians, filmmakers, he's literally everywhere. The idea, yeah, it's just so yeah, I'm I don't know. I have no idea where my tastes are really going to go. I feel like it's a hard question because anything can happen. You can do anything. You can go anywhere. And, you know, the way a person is um, influenced by his place around them, you know, his tastes are influenced by what he does and what they do. Um, yeah. so, you know, like anything could happen. I could find something tomorrow, which I love, and that will completely supersede my interest in Legotti. I could find a writer who is far better than I see Legotti as, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's, I, I, don't, I don't think you can say that your tastes are static. I think they no, did, yeah. So it's going to be a port of call and a point of origin. Like, so you yeah. said, Lovecraft for you. I think mm. Elm Street was my huge turning point looking at where I am now. I very much, you know, down to my games I play, down to the books I read, you know, as, hence why you and me, you know, discuss books a lot. Is And, and films still to this day, is that I'm very much a horror person. Not so much the slasher gore anymore, but it's very much, you know, like the um, the thriller or the twisted kind of, realistic dark sort of undertones and them sort of things so i'd say you know my consumption in all platforms bar music really i'd say at the moment is very much horror thriller based and that that's kind of been since i probably was about 13 it's not to say i still don't love other things like i said you know i started power rangers at five i you know i'm still up to date with the comics um dragon ball and you know I'm, i'm still reading the manga you know after its resurgence so i'm still kind of Anything that I loved, I still keep my kind of toe dipped in. But I yeah. think my main stay for me is definitely horror. And I think Elm Street, as the media, like films and stuff, definitely did that for me. And then books, I started, you know, Generic Gateway or through Stephen King. And that was my kind of introduction. You know, he's still got some good stuff, but I've started to kind of drift away from that now. And, uh, you know, doing Legotti and stuff. Uh, one thing, Aiden, in regards to Stephen King, uh, that you should read, and though I think Nath will disagree with me, you should read the Dark Tower series. Yeah, I've not touched on them. I've got the first yeah. one. I've not, I've not read it. The first one is a bit shit, uh, yeah. because the first one he wrote when he was 17 years old. 
okay. um, uh, and so it's not bad for for a book written by a 17 year old in fact it's amazing for a book written by a 17 year old but it's book written by a 17 year old yeah. so you need to it's got great ideas but it's a bit iffy and sure he went back and touched on it a bit but it's not great but two three four five six and seven i i love them uh, they're really really good i don't really like stephen king anymore but i love the dark tower series mm. yeah, I've, yeah i've kind of laid off him a bit i still mm. i still buy his new one just because i feel almost dedicated to but mm. yeah there's there's better stuff out there for me now. no yeah, yeah. Well, what about yeah. you ben well, what, oh, yeah. i mean i guess at? i mean where i'm at now i mean i've uh definitely took gone head first into the sort of mainstream anime uh scene mm. uh, i think um, the way it is at the moment you've got a lot of shows either coming back or the next generation of shows and i'll stick with them i mean i'm grueling my way through boruto it's absolute <laughs> shit but because i loved naruto naruto shippuden so much and the characters are there and it's canon and the world yeah. is still being developed i've got I've just got to sit through it and i yeah so um i guess yeah anime and i'm trying to get into a lot more of the mangas um trying to read them before i necessarily start a show mm-hmm. i want to start reading chainsaw man before uh, it comes out ah oh, i'm absolute masterpiece to read it so I, yeah yeah i definitely one worth reading that is uh, a modern modern masterpiece definitely up there up there with berserk i'd say in terms of uh, unique ideas and and its presentation within the manga is superb as well. Well, this is it. I'm not a full disclosure. I'm not a big reader at all. Mm. Uh, never got into reading much when I was younger. Hasn't transitioned much when I got older. So manga is sort of me dipping my toe into trying to read more, and then I do want to go on to um, bigger, bigger series. My, my dad loves the uh, Dark Elf series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drizzt, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, it's, in D world, sort of. The, yeah, 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 it is. I've, I've read two of them, I think. Yeah, or something Salvador. I know that he's the writer. Salvador, yeah, yeah. So there are One, there are. Uh, I wanna. I do see a future in trying to read sort of more, I guess, complex books. I know Dad sort of recommended the Painted Man. I don't know if he's recommended that to you, Neff. Painted Man. That sounds familiar. I I definitely not read it. I don't not read it. But that does sound familiar. I, I don't know where I know that from. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's... it's a, Wait, no, I haven't heard of it. From, from what I understand, it's, a, it's an amazing concept, but it's a lot to get into. So yeah. I just need to for now. And I do see myself in the future being quite a big reader. And it mm-hmm. excites me you guys talk about such big worlds which yeah. crave and want to explore. Mm. I have one more thing I'd like to mention in regards to the development and developing of tastes. Um, because I studied English literature, um, my tastes moved towards the more pretentious, I'm afraid to say. Uh, so like one thing that I love, I fucking obsessed over is uh, books like these two, which I'm just getting off my bookshelf. Um, House of Leaves, which I love, um, and well, this one specifically, Infinite Jest, which Nath knows I've been going on about for years. I only uh... just finished it recently. Um, but like postmodern, uh, completely wacky. Like this book is, um, it's written in from the jest. It's written in this crazy way where like the beginning of the book is the end of the story, you know, and it goes all over the place and it's incredibly detailed. It has 400 pages of footnotes. Oh, and it's, it's like, it's a deliberate struggle, but thematically and structurally and the characters are amazing and it goes all over the place and it's just meaningful. There's like, there's really deep meaning in there about 
the way we treat ourselves and the way we treat the world around us. It's amazing. It's incredible, but it's difficult. And that's something which I've sort of moved into deliberately reading difficult things, even though I don't like the Malazan series. See, I see that as intimidating. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not suggesting you try it. Um, it's just, that's the way that I've developed because of the fact I read so much and studied literature. Yeah. Yeah. So you're sort of chasing the next challenge sort of within a yeah. narrative form, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. Infinite Jest is perhaps the most deconstructed form of narrative there could possibly be. Am I correct? No, no, I'm afraid not. Um, because I'd actually say that Infinite Jest is of it of the type that it's like the book books like Infinite Jest come from like a specific subgenre like Ulysses and Two Six 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 books written by one people, which are like the magnum opuses of them. Infinite Jest is David Foster Wallace's magnum opus. Ulysses is James Joyce's. Two Six 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 is Roberto Bologna's. These are just crazy detailed, complex books which have defined their legacies. And I'd actually say that Infinite Jest is the easiest of the bunch. It's really, really All right. not easy in its structure, but like the individual chapters flow really well and it reads really, really well. It's just the problem is putting it together as opposed to Ulysses, which is written. It's just disgustingly complicated to read. Like I was speaking to a friend of my parents over the summer and he said he would read 40 pages of the book and then 60 pages of a guide to translate the 40 pages he'd read. Like you don't have to do that with Infinite Jest. But Ulysses is just, yeah, like, but Ulysses was, was, it was early, like very early. It was like, um, early 20th century. Um, yeah. So it's it pushing the yeah. boundaries of a narrative format, correct? Yeah. I mean, it was, the, it was, you know, early modernism. It was, yeah. it was incredibly new. Um, and it's, it's still worth reading if you want to really push yourself. Um, but I would, I wouldn't, I mean, I hate it. I'm an interesting student who hates Ulysses, um, which is a, a crime, but still I hate it. Uh, but I, I, I really appreciate where it came from. And mm. Foster Wallace and Infinite Jest are a product of that, and so yeah, I like, I, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stop rambling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know. So I suppose if I add to to that in some regard is that yeah, I think it's developing taste and 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 exposing yourself to new things is something that I I take very very seriously in terms mm. of the person that I am. Is that I always strive to 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 be on you know. The front front lines of a lot of things I, whether it be meme culture whether it be music whether it be you know uh, just I've, I've been a part of a lot of online uh you know communities and stuff like that and i i like the idea of 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 not, not, not discovering things before other people i'm not worried about like chronology of it but just being invested in things that aren't necessarily you know that 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 will you know that will you know, people are aware of and uh you know it's, it's stuff like my, my enjoyment of death grips is because you know i absolutely love them to death but they're in you know, and daughters, as we mentioned in the podcast, those are very, very difficult bands to sit down and listen to and enjoy. But I, I, I like that, and I suppose that is some element of pretension. I get that, but at the same time, I, I think it's you know it's important to to push oneself and and to 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 really open yourself up to as many different experiences as possible. You know, Arch, Archie's yeah. pressed me to read Infinite Jest. I know, but that is perhaps taking it a step too far for me. Honestly, yeah. I don't like the idea of having to refer back to you know a whole index of things just to read a book because to me that's not necessarily representative of a good experience that's just you know i understand what he's going for but practically speaking that's just an inconvenience to consuming the narrative and you know i think it's a, where you draw the line in that level of pretend or well, level of pretension but level of complexity i guess i think i think in the context of this pretension is the wrong word i think 
like the problem here is that everyone thinks it's pretentious to like these things but if you're your own mm. person and you just like it who cares you well, know, so like, oh. if you find someone who enjoyed that piece of media and you discover them or you you know you find them on a, on a reddit forum or whatever i think the difference is is if you embrace that personally like oh my god i really want to hear your opinion that makes you not pretentious mm, because yeah. you're actually enjoying that someone has you, you know you've got you've got someone who enjoys the same piece of media as you be it yeah really or really indie the pretentiousness is when you're like oh well i like the first or oh i know all this that makes you yeah. like this yeah. when you try and gatekeep something it becomes a problem yeah, absolutely we were having a discussion about gatekeepers actually yesterday you know especially mm-hmm. in music with you know with bands that evolve and stuff but yeah that's, that's a whole different conversation but yeah i yeah. think it's it's special when you find something in its infancy mm. but it's even better when you get to witness people joining the phenomenon or or, yeah. or almost you get to relive your first experience through someone else which i think is incredible no, I, I I think that sort of uh, like passive in, enjoyment that you you because people say a lot. Well, what album would it be that you could listen to for the first time, or what album would you love for that? And I think you know sharing an album that matters to you, as we have done on this podcast, and as we're going to keep doing, is it? It's that that that's what we're hoping to get from it. Is that that seeing someone else for the first time, or hearing someone's opinion on an album for the first time, whether it be good or bad, is just that them experiencing it is what matters, right? And then you you get a sense of like you're reliving it through them vicariously, I guess. So it's not the music; it's you know the books and comics we uh, talk yeah. about, the movies, the films, the games. Just knowing that someone can experience it for the first time after hearing us, kind of fanboy over it, I think it's really <laughs> exciting to be honest. And you know, yeah. just I just have a question. Oh, wait. Yeah, um, so you mentioned this thing of uh, like you asked um you know what's the what's something you could listen or experience for for the first time do you not think that's an impossible question because at least in my experience liking a lot of genres or a lot of things leads to like for example what's your favorite film i don't have a favorite film because i have my favorite comedy my favorite horror film my favorite so and so and so and so 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 like it's impossible to choose what to experience for the first time because there's so many different emotions tied to so many different things or you, you know could I mean? just make the question more specific. So yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. an impossible, yeah. you know, possible yeah, answer. Maybe, maybe it's just maybe I'm just overthinking. In- incompatible question. Yeah, 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 it's fair. But anyway, I think hopefully that would be a pretty good introduction for you, you guys. That, that you know we've covered a lot of different things, and you know I think we've each had a chance to sort of give you guys a bit of an insight into the way we feel about our taste, the future of it, and the past of it, and. Uh, you know, maybe it gives you a bit of an understanding when we talk about the nerd impact and, and the, you know, as we say so many times in this podcast, the impact of what we're talking about. That's where we're coming from. That it's 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 within this context of our wider experiences and and exposure to different media that that impact comes about because it's you're tied up within all our other you know enjoyment of Power Rangers comes back to you know, I don't know like my personally but like from Power Rangers I found Kamen Rider Super Sentai. You know, it, it it's like it's all sort of interwoven and, and it's those that interweaving that we were trying to sort of explore with this podcast. And I think, you know, that's something we aim to do. And uh, hopefully you yourself being, you know, as a listener would hopefully find some sort of thread within that web. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that any, any last, any last input at all from any, any of you? No, I think you've kind of, did it, nicely. it was just nice mm-hmm. to give people an insight on, where we all came from and where we are now really well that's wonderful but 
yeah, well, I think we'll call it a day there then. And hopefully you can tune in next time for, I believe it's Halo Week after this. Is, am I correct? Young Guns next, then Halo Week. Ah, Young Guns then Halo. So we've got a music, you know, as we've discussed a lot about music in this episode, we've got a, a very, very, you know, important album for, for Ben and Aiden for our next discussion for episode 18 with the uh, Young Guns uh, Bones from 2012. So join us for that. <laughs>